Welcome to episode 27 of Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. I think you say that better than I do. <laughs> I don't know. I like the way you say it. We can switch off. Let's... We can share. Maybe everybody could vote. Nah. If you want single white Medusa to say, Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. What if we just make it random? And sometimes it's you and sometimes it's me. Well, you would like that because you like random. I do. And you are Nick Cole, and I am single white Medusa, sitting in the sidecar. I'm nobody. <laughs> this podcast, you're going to take over. No, I don't think That's so. happened before. Like, I think Dean Martin was kind of the headliner. Hmm. And then Jerry Lewis kind of wiped him off the map. But, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not super familiar, but Jerry, it's Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Nope. Oh, Jerry Lewis. That's great balls of fire. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Jerry Lewis was like a funny guy, right? He was a funny guy. And Dean Martin Dean was Martin. just more of like a, a he was a actor, he was right? a crooner. He was the straight man. So it kind of makes sense because, yeah. I mean, funny can kind of carry a, uh, a show better, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I, get it. I think in time this will be called the Single White Medusa Show. No, but see, you're funnier than me, no. <laughs> and this is why you carry funny it. looking, funny looking. <laughs> No, and you have that Irish gift of gab. I have the Portuguese gift of listening, <laughs> which doesn't make a good podcast. And, and angry <laughs> indignation about things. That's true. And wanting to never waste anything. That's true. And wanting to have six jobs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And growing <laughs> kale. Mm-hmm. And tomatoes. And tomatoes. That's yeah. That's your jam. That is. Well, here we are at episode 27. Right now, we are fascinatedly... Is that, an, is that a word? I'll take it. If not, it's a it's a sh- in the way that Shakespeare created new words. Yeah. I would say it's one that you could create because it works for me. Who's that over there, Dad? <laughs> Is that Bill Shakespeare? The only thing he's using papers for is rolling doobies. <laughs> it's my Chris Farley imitation. It's a good one. Yeah, he was funny. I know. I miss him. Still miss him. I we had a Chris Farley that. moment earlier today. We're drinking a little. Phil's coffee, which is my current favorite. Yeah. Uh, and we have a large Jacob's Wonder Bar, and that is a perfect afternoon cup of coffee in the OC. Um, just delightful, just mm, delightful. It's so good. But we had a little Chris Farley uh, moment today where you were talking. Uh, I was, I was saying, I was showing you Victoria's Secret's new model. Oh my gosh. They're getting rid of the angels now. Famous angels, and I think every man in the podcast can name, you know, I think Linda Evangelista was one, mm. Tyra Banks was one, Yeah. Angie Everhart was one. I don't, yeah, I know that name, I actually don't yeah. know who that is. But I mean, like, and then, stunners. Uh, Giselle, I'm pretty Giselle sure, Giselle was maybe. one. Yeah. You know, curvy, stunners, beautiful. They, so, yeah, they're like the most beautiful of models, I feel like. Yeah. So, Victoria's Secret, in an effort to outwoke everyone has flipped the board and decided that we are no longer playing chess we are playing checkers and there's only one checker king me and that is uh megan rapinoe who is uh, maybe people might know them she's the head of women's soccer who told everybody they were bigots and racists for not liking women's soccer because no one likes women's soccer um she seems to be the event horizon of happiness. If people are not familiar with the term event horizon, it's where it's like if you're ever in a pool and you see um, water disappearing over the edge, 
that edge is called the event horizon. A black hole is the event horizon. So Megan Rapinoe is where happiness goes to die. And, and so she is now going to represent women's lingerie and the joy and beauty and wonder <laughs> and magic and pomp that is a semi-clad erotic lady. Um, she looks like a little boy. She looks very angry. Her hair is always a mentally ill color, um, purple pink, or red. Purple or pink, yeah. There have been allegations that she's been a, a bit of a me tour. Oh, but oh, really? because she's a special person, it's okay. Is she, so, is she a lesbian? I can't remember. She, she looks she, like it. Yeah. I'm just not sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. But so, yeah, she's me too, men. Uh, women. Oh. Who didn't want to play soccer right? Really? She's a bit of a she's a bit, and I think play soccer right means you know. <laughs> so uh, she's really an unhappy person. The fun thing about her claiming to be the world's greatest at soccer, and, you know, she did all the... She just turned soccer into a giant joke. But the joke was on her when a high school boys soccer team beat the crap out of the women's team. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, they scored something like 19 goals to one. Whoa. Like, an average soccer game is like two or three goals. Wow. So, it just goes to show you, uh, no matter how much the sort of media and the elites attempt to mind control us all and everything like that... Sometimes there is just physics, and physics doesn't care about your jazz. Mm-hmm. Physics, physics is a wonderful teacher if you can survive the first lesson. True. That is a, that is a quote I am known for. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. good one. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know why like some people just don't want to accept reality. I mean, I'm a no, woman, and I would like women to be as competitive yeah. in things in the world as possible, but. Sometimes you just have to like accept reality. Men have different musculature or whatever than yeah. than women and different strength and men never it had is a what it men is. never had a problem with this. We yeah. supported uh, yeah. the gorgeous ladies of glow, which <laughs> exactly. we know one. We, we do. know which one do we know? I think she was called like Lady Godiva. Or yeah, we know her in re- yeah, we yeah. know her in real life. Mm-hmm. We supported foxy boxing. We supported what, what's that? That was a thing where women would box. Okay. We supported mud wrestling. Mm-hmm. We supported. I mean, this is not like you and me, we, but okay. no, we as men. <laughs> yeah, we as men, as supporters of the arts, mm-hmm. we supported rollerblading, roller derby queens. All mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. the main thing of it is, is women have always been able to do sports. No one was ever stopping them, and mm-hmm. some men enjoyed watching them, and some, you know, whatever. Gymnastics, they gymnastics, kind of dominate that more. It's dance, more all those kinds of things. But it was when uh, it sort of crossed this line to um, why aren't we equal with you? Why aren't we as good as you? And it's like, well. The easy answer, women's basketball, is just go play against men. Mm-hmm. You don't play as well against men, and people don't want to watch you. And I think what you should not do is then call everybody names. Yeah. I think you should just try to be more customer service oriented and, and try to find ways to appeal to people or just enjoy what you're at. But mm-hmm. everybody has to be the best at everything. Everybody has to be a winner. If you watch that reporter who came out and outed Fox News and sort of reporting, she was saying that, you know, the editorially, the decision makers were always saying, well, how does this affect women? How does this affect races? And that was the lens that the whole news was kind of shot through. So that kind of tells you why we've arrived at the Megan Rapinoe now representing Victoria's Secret clown show moment of all time. There is nothing clownier than that. And I predict massive failure. I don't know where all this is leading. I don't know if this is sort of like a drunk moment, you know, where society is like this drunk that 
that just has an endless credit card and, and, and just every night keeps making a more and more terrible decision. And then, you know, at least with a drunk, there's going to come a sobriety moment, you know, of either uh, you get sober or it's jail institutionalization or death. And I don't know how society thinks it can continue. I mean, I think the next move after Megan Rapinoe is what is, is Bruce Jenner. Is, oh is gosh, some little yeah. boy, you know, like, and this is lingerie for Victoria's Secret. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Bryce you know, Michael Christopher. Bryce Michael Christopher, maybe, yes. Perhaps I, he's been inquired about recently in some comments, so maybe, maybe we could put we a will have to see what he word says. in for him. Prognosticator of liberal clownishness. So, <laughs> we're listening to this uh, podcast right now by three nerds. Um, two, two doctors and a mechanical engineer, and they have discovered some interesting things um, about the vaccine and about everything that's going on. The first big shocker, and we're about halfway through it, and we'll post in the notes. What we came to this is this this video was immediately banned on uh, YouTube. It's Brett Weinstein. I, believe I think so, that's yeah. the and guy. It's the Dark Horse, Dark Horse yeah, podcast. Yeah, you can look it up and you'll only find some clips of it. We will put a clip that um, a really cool dude who I won't name because I'm not sure he wants to be named. Um, send it to me if a he link. gives not yeah. a clip. We'll put yeah. the link. For if he link. gives me a, a a nod, then I will reference that it came from him. He found it. I saw it through Luke Redikowski, who's a really great guy, kind of the part of the Tim Pool family, ephemerally. But this video really came out and broke down some very shocking numbers about what's going on. So the gloves are starting to come off. Um, people are people are going to be forced to confront some evidence. And it'll be interesting to see what the establishment narrative does. Does it does it allow this? Does it own up to it? Is the damage done? And just so I'm not being too vague, basically what's coming out is the spike protein is brutal. It doesn't stay in your shoulder. It gets into every other part of your body. Um, if you are not hearing that story on Facebook, it's because Facebook is actively censoring comments from people where... They, you know, say, oh, I got the virus and a terrible thing happened to me or I don't feel so well. Supposedly, Facebook banned over 200,000 users who who did that. So and also, I think we all know, like, if I post certain stories, they get a few likes. If I post a picture of Nicole, I get almost close to 200 likes. If they, if they detect, if the algorithm, so I've got some ways around that I've noticed on my Facebook posts, but I'll post a picture of, of what I'm trying to say or a tweet so that the, the algorithm can't necessarily read it, though it can sometimes read images. You got to be a little careful about it. And then I'll make some comment like this crock pot chicken recipe is off the hook, fam. I don't make crock pot chicken. That's, that's code for like, Hey, this is, you know, where I'm sending you is something you might want to pay attention to because they're outright censoring it. So, so there's that right there. Um, but basically what they're saying is the spike protein is really bad. Um, I heard some stories on this podcast that I didn't realize it was that bad. Um, people are having heart attacks within two minutes. Uh, people are having burning in their hands and fingers and extremities for months on end. Actually, that happened to Eric Clapton. Yeah. Interestingly. Yeah. Um, but it's happening at a phenomenal level and it's not being reported and it's also being suppressed. So that's our first one. That's our first anomaly. It is being suppressed and that's what's being covered in this podcast. So then we move on to some interesting things 
apparently it turns out that ivermectin and I want to call it Flonase, but it's not Fluoxin. Yeah, I hadn't heard as much about that, so yeah. I'm trying to remember what that one was called. Basically, something, yeah, something with these that. three dudes, and and remember, one one of these dudes is a virologist and is part of the FDA as a as a reviewer. The other guy is a practicing doctor. That's that's uh, Weinstein, and and then the other guy is a mechanical engineer who broke down all the data and found the startling data points. All of these three people, these are not, these are not, you know, um, these are not vax moms. These are not dudes like me who are just, you know, like upset about things or whatever. These are actual medical professionals and they don't go maybe as far as I want them to go in certain things, but the things that they're saying are absolutely shocking. And I think the point of agreement that they had, um, was, you know, that masks don't work, that there was only, that there never actually has been any study done on masks, and that there was one Danish study done, but you can't do a double-blind test on masks, uh, and it said they're completely ineffective. So there was that bit of theater. There's another anomaly. We get to ivermectin, and they all agreed that taking um, ivermectin and then flonase... I, th- I mean, it was fluoxin. like flu, flu, yeah, it flu, was fluoxin. fluoxin. Okay, something um, like that. Completely, like that. What they were saying is like, listen, if a if a geographical area that had enforceable boundaries took the combination of these two within a month, you would completely eradicate COVID. If the entire world could take it for one month only, it would absolutely uh, flu- fluoxine. Yeah, fluoxetine um, would absolutely eradicate COVID. It immediately reduces the symptoms. Um, the fluoxetine gets through the brain inflammation, which causes the COVID fog that a lot of people are talking about. Um, these are drugs that have been around. These are drugs that are in use. Um, and they have been suppressed by the media. They've been suppressed by the FBA, FDA. The companies that make them have suppressed them. And even in one case, Merrick, Merck, um, went out of their way to badmouth their own drug because, oh, lo and behold, they're making a new drug for you. That, that's more expensive. That's more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Because these older ones, yeah. they, for, I think they be, must become less and less expensive or something. Whatever yeah. it is, they're not expensive now. And There's that's a thing why where they can enter, they they can enter the... Um, the off-brand market. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 the generic. And and that was so. So they don't like that. They want to make money off this. Mm-hmm. So again, now we're at three anomalies. Let's add in the hydroxychloroquine anomaly, which everybody is beginning to understand. Oh, it was right. And and I wonder sometimes, like that reporter who came out and she said, "Oh, hydroxychloroquine." We had to shut down that story because basically all the editors were like, "Well, whatever Trump wants, we want the opposite of." Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder about that. Like, is she kind of like propaganda? You know, it, it's not just it's not just easy enough to say. Um, I don't mean to say it that way. It's not. It's a little too easy. That's the way to say it. When you come out and you get caught, like they're getting caught with hydroxychloroquine, and and just say, oh, we just did that because we didn't like Trump. Because you think it's even more, there's something more insidious. Yeah, I think we're going to get to that in a second. Because what these guys are coming to, and they're all nerds. I mean, like, listening to these three is like hanging out 
at the game store when I was a kid, you know, like one guy is high strung and spectrum and, you know, kind of, kind of a smart ass. And the other guy is very careful and slow. And then you've got the, the nerd diplomat in the center. So I speak nerdese and, and I understand it, but. And I enjoy nerds. I yeah, and it takes me back, but they're like, you know, there's another anomaly here, but just because all the anomalies go one way, doesn't mean there's a conspiracy. I'm like, well, well, let me put on my Columbo hat. It actually does mean there's a conspiracy. And this is one of the big problems I have with science, you know, is that they believe in chaos theory. They believe in the randomness of the universe. They, they make machines. Scientists, you know, make machines, design machines. They do research and make, make design drugs. They design treatments of protocol, but they really always pull up short and say, well, there is no creation. There is no design. There is no grand purpose. You know, it just all kind of happens. And I'm like, yeah, but you're making machines. You're designing drugs. You're indicate. You're writing books. You're indicating that things get made and, and you always pull up with, oh, there's no grand conspiracy. But if there are all these anomalies, all these accidents that keep going with, oh, we didn't want to use these drugs that could have immediately eradicated COVID as soon as we knew about it. Now, I'm not saying like last March, but I'm saying by June, by the end of last summer, as they begin to under, as they had sequenced COVID and they understood what it was, these drugs were ready to go. These drugs could have prevented untold death and we wouldn't have needed the vaccine, which now seems to be, and I think this is this is going to be the shocking part within this this whole thing and and the, and the thing that we're listening to. But there are reports there there are upwards of twenty five thousand vaccine deaths right now. If you go over to the VAR system, it is purposely not being updated. There are excuses, and one of these guys talks about it coming out of the FDA. Oh, we're overworked. Everything is chaotic. I'm like wait a minute, haven't you been given a ton of money for the past year to get on this? And again, one guy makes the point of saying um, the FDA was given the opportunity to do tracking and following and, pass, and, and just said, oh, no, we're not going to do that. So this experimental science project that we're all supposed to take, that there were no animal trials and there is no liability, we're just not going to track that because we don't want to know that science. Again, another anomaly point. And I'm beginning to think that they're not anomalies, that if all the anomalies go one way, and we all know this in politics, if, if all the, if all the, you know, uh, if all the mistakes we all know on Facebook go one way, oh, we censored another conservative. Yeah. You never seem to censor the left. You never, you never go after the people, you know, like, oh, you can't make a, a, a comment about Kamala. You know, you can't do violence about Kamala, but cut off Trump's bloody head and wave it around. Oh, that's delightful. 75 million shares. Mm -hmm. Again, all the anomalies, quote unquote, keep going one way. And the one way is take the vaccine, shut up. When there were other treatments that are being systematically silenced, remdesivir, hydroxychloroquine, uh, ivermectin, ivermectin is huge. Like, and now they're on they're on knack which apparently knack is something that you can get that will help you and amazon lo and behold decides to ban it okay if it doesn't hurt why are you banning it it's been a supplement that's been sold for years 
and basically the FDA just decided, oh, never mind, this can't, this doesn't count as a supplement for whatever little piddly reason, who knows. And that is why Amazon banned all the NAC uh, on their site. Yeah, so it's not an anomaly, is it? No. It's, it's a series of decisions that are corralling us and herding us toward a conclusion. And when you look at the vaccine and look at what it's doing, there are some data points, science, <laughs> you know, uh, that are disturbing. Why does this thing destroy young men? Why does this thing seem to play havoc with women's reproductive systems? Mm-hmm. One of the things that's always missing from science is they never want a storyteller to go in there. A storyteller like myself sees the plot. We see the plots. We see the conspiracies. We have a tendency to see, just because of how you tell a story, that things are organized, that things do go a certain way, that there are people... Science has a tendency to say, oh, it's all random and things happen and blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, if that's the truth, evolution, how come the monkeys haven't invented a car? You know, how come how come eagles haven't suddenly grown... Uh, arms. You know, like, you look at evolution, it doesn't evolve much. Oh, the grand plan, the big scheme. Yeah, well, there's still missing links. There's still things that shoot evolution right in the foot. And the dirty little secret in science is most most evolutionary biologists don't actually believe in evolution anymore. So, it's interesting how we always want to go random, but we never want to look at the plot. I wish there was some kind of science discipline that brought in storytellers to understand, like, yes, sometimes there are active plots. Sometimes there are a group of men in gray and black suits and a shadowy cabal sitting around a room plotting to do something. That does happen. And sometimes there is the plot that is more the Confederacy of Dunces. Sometimes there are a series of things that happen that aren't necessarily random, that do have human intelligence involved, that create a superstorm of misinformation, bad intentions or whatever, it's still like, you could still say, you could still make that argument with COVID. You could still, and I think that's the argument they're beginning to try to sell us. Oh, well, they were working with bats. Here, we've got videos of the bats, you know, Mm -hmm. and a bat, you know, as Jon Stewart got up there, Jon Stewart crossed the aisle and said, you know, you know, you know, maybe it's the chocolate factory. You know, as in, as he was just saying, like, and and Stephen Colbert fought him tooth and nail to prevent him from saying the Wuhan coronavirus lab might have been where the Wuhan coronavirus originated. (laughs) Exactly. And now I think they realize that firewall has collapsed. And so the new narrative is, well, we just, you know, pardon our dust. We just messed up and killed half the world. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe that's the firewall that's being thrown up now. It was all a big accident. But here's that storyteller's bent. All the accidents, all the anomalies keep going one way, pushing us to a conclusion. Young men who are getting vaccinated, virile young men who are the biggest population producers. Men produce more population than women. How so? Men impregnate more women. One man can impregnate several women at once. That happens a lot. Ask anybody in the army. (laughs) Um, Women can do one at a time. Okay, so you go after the... Maybe two, maybe three. Maybe two, maybe three, you (laughs) know, but, you know, you're pushing it there. (laughs) But then they've got to raise them, and they're they're cut down on that and everything like that. Men can just go around making a baby every day if they want to. Yeah, exactly. 
So, if you were one of these people, I don't know, I think they're called eugenicists. Wait! Wait! Now, who, who have we heard who is, in, is one of those? Who is into that? I know Jeffrey Epstein was. That was kind of his thing. There was an actual story that he was into eugenics and wanted to create a population based on him and was working with sciences. <laughs> scientists. Oh, like, gosh. that. that's an actual story. Yeah. That's, like, actually something that he and his cabal of fun science, scientists that he was funding were trying. That was, some, that was a, a particular line of research he was pointing them in. But, so he was a eugenist, but he's dead. He's been dead for, what, three years now? Oh, has it been that so long? So he's age? he's not yeah. in the COVID thing. Yeah. Is yeah. there anybody else? Didn't we just? Oh, what's his name? Bill Gates. 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 <laughs> yeah. Bill Gates and his dad are established eugenicists. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates is a prime mover of the vaccines. He's on the World Economic Forum. He's buying up all the land. Okay, conspiracy theory time and everything like that, but we're seeing the anomaly points. Can't use drugs that aren't the vaccine. We want you to have this vaccine. Move to the next conspiracy point. The vaccine is harming virile young men, cutting down on sperm count, giving them heart attacks. You use your heart to produce. Like, that's a very cardiovascular activity. Now the little guys, 17 and 18 years old, now they have heart disease. And then the girls are apparently having a lot. I have talked to women in real life and they have been, uh, uh, one woman told me that 911 in her area is getting calls from women constantly. 911, paramedics, paramedics are, yeah, not to be too graphic, graphic, but but paramedics are showing up because women are freaking out about what's happening to their reproductive cycles. Yeah. The things that are happening with the vaccine on spontaneous abortions are not just abortions. They're violent abortions Mm -hmm. to just lay. And we'll just, just for the, you know, just to keep it not, you know, where it is, this, this is happening. And uh, like one of the things they were talking about on this podcast, how you were mentioning that the spike proteins, well, first of all, are they were finding are really toxic, which apparently they didn't think they were at first, but now they see that they are and that they're not just staying in the shoulder where you get vaccinated, but ovaries is one of the big places that they're going to in women, um, besides the spleen and the liver and stuff. So, and suddenly women are having reproductive problems and eugenicists are always going on and on about the population, population control and all of those kinds of things. Again, all these anomalies seem to be going one way. And that way is to get you to take the vaccine. And the vaccine seems to be heading one way. I would be interested to know, and maybe if you you just want to share in the comments or you don't want to, you know, maybe just talk about a friend or or if you know a friend, you know, that that could be totally valid too. But since Facebook is suppressing people's vaccine uh, incidents, and apparently there have been a lot Guy was talking about his his uh, in the video about his carpet cleaner having a heart attack within two minutes of taking the vaccine. If you know any of those stories, put them in the comments. You know whatever you've heard, I've heard a few. Um, nothing super dramatic, but not anything that would make me want to take the vaccine. Um, actually, I heard one about a lady who suddenly 
was fine and healthy, and then and this was from a credible person in my neighborhood, um, and and this was her aunt, and she was at a hospital that she named, and then suddenly that aunt suddenly developed rapid onset Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is total paralyzation. Um, there have been reports that young kids are losing the ability to speak or move, mm-hmm. uh, and all of these things. You're not seeing them on the news. You're not allowed to see them on Facebook, but they're actually happening. And you would think that that would be news, but apparently Megan Rapinoe getting Victoria's Secret is the news. The mo- Juneteenth, the made-up black people holiday, is news. LeBron James is news. These things are not news. Our fellow Americans and our fellow world citizens are dying on the vine. I think that this is damaging us for generations to come. I think that this is part of the new world order. I think they want you to have less population. So I was wanting to ask you just your opinion, your theory, not like you know for sure, but with the facts that you know right now, because I still can't figure it out. What is their motive currently like for for the vaccine, for continuing to push the vaccine so much? Is it money? I mean, it is for some people who are invested in it. Is it that they want, like, this population control thing? Like, what, why do they keep pushing it? Or is it that they didn't mean for it to be bad, but now they see it's bad, but they're trying to cover it up because they don't want the fallout? The storyteller? Yeah. The storyteller says that it's about population control. It's the money is ephemeral. They know in the end all the money is going to them with the Agenda 22 and the, you're, you're never going to own anything and you're going to live in the pod and eat the bugs. And just like the fact that like their wealth, it's not just that they have so much wealth now and it's catastrophic wealth. Wealth of that size that like someone like Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos has, um, it is like a black hole. Like it's not enough. The wealth doesn't, doesn't just sit there it begins to feed on everybody else's wealth. Mm. It's like Agenda a, 21, by the way. Yeah, Agenda 21. Those, they, they, uh, there's a, well, anyways, they, that wealth is beginning to suck all the wealth into it, and it will over time. So are they doing this just for wealth? I think the, um, the sort of top of the pharma people and those people who are being promised a, a seat at the table that is the attractive thing for them. I think that there is a bigger purpose here. I, I think that it, I think there's some that it's even population control. Like, and they're thinking like, well, the world is so such an ecological disaster, and you know, like we're doing the right thing here by preventing the the poors from breeding. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so there's that. Um, I think there's a bigger. I think there's a step past that. I think that we are moving. We are being conditioned and moving toward um, transhumanism, and mm-hmm. we can. I, we talked a little bit about transhumanism, yeah. but I think where this all is heading towards is transhumanism. I think that people who have taken these vaccines have now been modified and technically count as transhuman. Mm-hmm. I think that they will make in about a year. They will say, "Surprise everybody! You're transhuman now. Whether you like it or not, you took it and you're modified, and so technically you are transhuman." I think they'll say that to sort of like get people to join the transhuman team. Because mm-hmm. that's what people do. They they follow the football teams of the city that they live in. Sometimes they only live in that city because of a job. Some people choose their hometown or whatever. But I think that there will be a certain amount of people who will then become very pro-transhuman. 
because they've been forced to be transhuman. Yeah. Kind of making the best of a bad situation. And so that's probably another another reason they're trying to push it, is they want as many people as possible right. in that camp. And, and I think that, you know, there is a greater um, theological purpose to that, eschatological purpose to that. I think that ultimately, I, I think that the, the, the left, the elites, um, I think that every person in a certain way depending on their spiritual philosophy, believes that they're the god of their own life. That they make, you know, those choices. And 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 I think that the left really is sort of... I wrote about that in The Savage Wars. I think that the people, you know, I think that... I think that elite society is attempting to attain godhood. Um, they might not call it godhood. I think they'll call it transhumanism. But if you go back and look at the classic elements of, you know, Greek godhood, immortality powers, um, a sort of ubermensch, Nietzschean ubermensch, beyond good and evil philosophy. I think that they're definitely working towards, will they achieve those things? I, I don't think so, like, as in, like, the actual fantastical version of those things. Um, but I think that they will achieve elements of those and will, in essence, be, to normal people, they will be gods. They will be gods among men, and I think that's that's what they're working towards. I think that the virus will ultimately be used to make that argument uh, to people that if you take this virus, you this will vaccine. this vaccine, you will become godlike. So since they, especially not this vaccine, but the vaccines and boosters that are to come, right. and I think there will be a final choice shot like this is this is the next evolution of humanity yeah well and i think i'm I'm trying to say i think this vaccine is getting you ready to take that vaccine right i was gonna say maybe along those lines maybe another reason they're pushing it is that especially moderna i think it is how they specifically described it as an operating this is an operating system so i think it's that they want everyone to get the operating system okay and then they can keep like okay here's the new quote-unquote software update whatever here's the new app but maybe that's why such a big push even though okay well i guess there's a lot of adverse effects for some people but this operating system is so important to us we'll just have to deal with the 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 vaccine the, the vaccine modifying your dna um is is the iphone and they're going to come out with a suite of apps that you can put on there. And there will uh, there will be some that will be good. There will be some that will improve your eyesight. There will be some that make you not feel sad anymore. There will be vaccines that make your hair grow. There will be positive things that will come out of these things. And, and there will be an argument to, to take them. And But ultimately, I think it will come to a defining moment. Like, you know, depart from humanity and take this 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 next level process Mm -hmm. and and that i think that's a big critical moment eschatologically speaking but if you don't want to go down that path i think it's still valid even from a science path i think humanity's sort of always been working towards shedding its own humanity yeah so you know i i don't i i don't foresee good thing an interesting thing about all this and the final point to kind of wrap it up people especially in this you know one video that we're listening to um, all the anomalies about ivermectin and remdesivir and hydroxychloroquine they're all proving to be quite good for you and to help you through covid and to actually eradicate covid in place of the vaccine the 
big pharma and the media who you know it works hand in hand with them that's been outed look at watch your, you want to know watch your tv tonight watch count how many big pharma ads you see for a better life the news and the media are bought and paid for by big pharma they don't want you to take the cheap drugs that they have they want you to take this new drug that i think is going to get you on the pipeline of taking all the drugs that are going to come out now anyways it's interesting that a year ago that stupid dumb orange man was the first one to say all this the hydroxychloroquine the remdesivir um the ivermectin uh he constantly went on and and even i thought like what is trump doing here is trump somehow involved with these medical companies and he owns stock in them and he wants to get them to you know use these drugs instead so he can make money no it actually turns out he was right he was 100 percent right and and the media went to work on us and him banning us from talking about hydroxychloroquine getting you know you all know the facebook things and and just the sneering contempt of that clapping monkey stephen colbert and the other guy jimmy kimmel like you know the constant war on what we had at hand to prevent people from dying. Donald Trump said that in good faith, apparently. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think it was a good faith at the time. I just thought, well, this is interesting. This could be Trump self-promoting in some way or doing business. But you know what? He turned out to be, again, absolutely right. And I just wonder how he knew that well, and why why they went to such war on him. And now all the data is proving he was absolutely right. What I figured... He's doing these daily briefings. It's a brand new uh, virus. I think he was right in there, like, listening to the medical experts, like, on the ground, like, every new thing they were trying, whatever, and they were experimenting with it. And all he was saying, I think, was, like, there have been some doctors who have been experimenting with this, and it's been having good results. And and that's it, really. It's true, but he put a lot of personal capital into it, and he even did it when... He had it. So, uh, it, it, but, yeah. but, but Tony Fauci had a stranglehold on all of us, mm-hmm. you know, and you couldn't say anything without the media crucifying you if you didn't bow down to your Lord and Savior, Tony Fauci. Mm-hmm. And even Trump, he knew, like, I can't make a step here where I go against Fauci because the science crowd will crucify me. You could see that Trump was really navigating a very tight and narrow bridge and yeah. but he quietly kept pushing these things and they lambasted and ridiculed that man and he was right and Fauci was wrong and Fauci pushed the vaccine and not these things and so if Trump had access to that data it tells you that Fauci did yeah and Fauci said no and Trump said yes and Trump was right yeah exactly so if you have any experiences with the vaccine, you want to share them in the comments, please do. Let's just, you know, since Facebook's shutting that down, you know, maybe the vaccine worked out for you. I know people that it worked out just fine for. And and maybe you had something that was or of concern or you knew about something. But since Facebook won't let us post those things, that's the beauty of Substack. Let's post it there and talk about it there and have fun with it there. And uh, I think we'll be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. With uh, more. We haven't normally done them on Friday because of your other 
game podcast, but we can. Just making sure yeah. you, you meant tomorrow. Okay, good. Yeah, I love doing the podcast. Yeah. I don't want to write books anymore. I just want to do podcasts. <laughs> we got a screen. We might do a YouTube live stream if That's people true. want. You'll have your green screen out. Well, we're not sure what we can do. What would we do for a live stream? Well, the other thing is, I don't know if there's a way to upload a video one to We would Substack. have to create a YouTube channel. Yeah. But then we could do a thread where we say, hey, That's true. over there we did, you know, we could start building YouTube. I don't know the value of that. I mean, I think the only reason I would do a YouTube channel is to see how fast I could get demonetized. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the goal would be to be demonetized in one episode. <laughs> so we would be like, you know, hydroxychloroquine. Trump. Don't take the vaccine. Don't take the vaccine. Uh, uh, Epstein. Fraud. Epstein major, didn't kill himself. And then we. election fraud. I think. I. I think like. Trump's people, the real president. Trump's the real president. <laughs> um, I think people. What's interesting is um, one of my posts that basically said some of that stuff uh, now has three warnings on it from Facebook. <laughs> I didn't even. And know people that was were possible. like, "Wow, I didn't realize you could get, but you got it." And I'm like, "Wow, you know, it's crazy." <laughs> I don't know how much longer around. I will be on Facebook. Honestly, I've actually been thinking about leaving. Um, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's, I think Facebook's dangerous. I think it's dangerous for my career in particular because I have so many enemy writers who hate my guts. Um, and I think the insurrectionist thing, they already, they, they tried to pin that on me the week after, you know, like Nick was fomenting and they called my publisher and everything like that. And my publisher was like, oh yeah, you were. And I'm like, well, and my writing partner and I had to be like, where point to where I was fomenting insurrection and they couldn't, and they couldn't, you know, so all libs are low info and the puppet masters know they can just make an accusation and, and suddenly people get all upset. So I think if the, if the government is going to go to war on us, um, I'm not saying I'm a big fish, but I have some concerns. So I think if I get off Facebook, I'm kind of out of sight, out of mind of the people that like, I don't think they care whether I'm for Trump or not, or for America or the constitution or a patriot or not. I think they see that my books rank consistently higher than them. And wouldn't it be great if I was deplatformed? Mm-hmm. That's really how socialism works. Yeah. Um, when you don't, when, when your neighbor gets something that you don't just call them and tell them that they were making disparaging comments about the state. That's, that's why we don't do socialism. That's why we don't do communism. It's both socialism and communism are fascism. They're just, they just differ on, on economic policies, but they are both fascism. Mm -hmm. So, um, totalitarian fascism. So, uh, I'm still hanging. I think I'll hang out on Facebook through the summer, but, uh, there's not much need for me to be there any, anymore. So I'll keep the Substack, which really seems to be kind of a freedom channel. Maybe we'll develop a YouTube channel if we can figure out something to do beyond getting banned in one episode. But we're going to keep the conversation going, and this is the best way for me to stay in touch with you. Because when you subscribe, even if you don't do like the paid subscribers, um, I get your email address. So make sure to make sure to just I I'm not going to market to you or anything like that. But this way, I'll be able to say, hey, I'm doing this channel over here. Or I'll be able to say, hey, I have a new book out. Do you want to buy it? Do you want to take a look at it? Or if you're a subscriber, then you can get free chapters in advance and you can get cool secret podcasts we do and be on the inside track and all that kind of stuff. So consider subscribing for $5 a month. I think that you would enjoy it and it would support the podcast and it would keep us in coffee. But whatever you do, I'm just glad you showed up. We had a good time today. Mm-hmm, for sure. Final thoughts? 
Ah, final thoughts. The only good commie is a dead commie, <laughs> which was a quote by Nick Cole. In, in one Strange of his Company. The only good commie is a dead commie. <laughs> uh, someone clipped that out for me, so if, oh, out of the audio. So if you would like that for a ringtone by Stink Eye, the only good commie is a dead commie, um, maybe I'll arrange that because I think that's pretty cool. And hey, you know what? That's the podcast. <laughs>